Hey, Mike. Hey, Michelle. How have you been? It's been a long time. Pretty good. How about you? I'm good. Good. So this is Fargo TV, episode 402, the second in season four, The Land of Taking and Killing. Yep. And Michelle, Fargo TV's on the West Coast Project Network, where we have our old school technology doing a stupid microphone call recorder, <laughs> Skype, <laughs> and where I wish I said last time we were doing on Spotify and Anchor. Upon which we have, or I have, you're not really in any of them yet, but on Anchor, I have Darlin Alleys, and when you're driving around on Darlin Alleys, Michelle, you need a vehicle, and a Sprinter is a good vehicle, so I have SprinterFab.com, yeah, or SprinterFab on that podcast network, and if you need money while you're driving around in your Sprinter on your Darlin Alleys, you need some daily fantasy sports, so... Fantasy 15, Michelle. How many you episodes know, have you listened to? Um, of the Fantasy 15? It's not Probably. the Facebook, Michelle. It's just Facebook. Just Fantasy 15. I, I think I've, I've... Honestly, I'd forgotten about it. Thanks for that support, Michelle. I appreciate your backing <laughs> me on my adventures. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I'd forgotten about it. All right, let's just talk about the lesbians, Michelle. Start of 402 on West Coast Project, Fargo TV, is the escape of the lesbian criminals breaking out of whatever prison they're in to help the cannon operation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just a just a little correction that it's the land of talking and killing, not taking and killing, if that matters. Oh. oh. Let me double check that, Michelle. Yeah, double check it. Cause I thought it was the land of taking. You want to bet ten bucks? No. No. Okay. You and your ten bucks. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. We start off in this snowy landscape, and um, so time's passed. I don't know how much time has passed, but we've got a good little bit of, of time passed. It looked like it was. It looked like it was fall. But now it's snowy, so we do know that. And yeah, it's like it's like someone is is being birthed through this drain pipe, and we don't know anything about it. But they get through and they get out, and they're super excited to be out. And then these these women, uh, it's it's a black woman and an American Indian woman, correct? That is correct, Michelle, and you are incorrect. It is the land of taking and killing. Because think about it, it's crime. You take and you kill, not talk. It's talking and killing. Michelle, Where are you I, I saying hate to that? embarrass you in front of our thousands and thousands of listeners. Okay, this is funny. Den of Geeks is calling it taking and killing, but Vulture is calling it talking and killing. Well, think about it. It's a criminal enterprise. What do you do? Well, they're talking. They they're talk. Ah, uh, that's really funny. It's funny that we don't know. I don't know if we've ever done this before. Disagree? Oh, well, yeah, obviously we never disagree. No, but I don't know if we've ever disagreed on something that... Um, yeah, I think it's taking. You take what you want and you kill to get it. Okay. Uh, New York Times... 
No, that's not the one I saw it on. Showbiz Junkie says taking, but Ready Set Cut says talking. Well, this you know, Michelle, funny. sometimes people make a play on words when they're doing a little article or a little podcast. Like, no, they're time. no, Mike. They're they're quoting it. It's All not right. a. It's, they're putting up the season, the uh, the name of the episode. Let's All right, let's see. do a definitive. Let's look up FX. <sighs> FX Fargo. Chapter four on Hulu. Oh, that's okay. An ad probably get a bunch of audio a bunch of pitches to sign up for Hulu yeah I just get the regular and I'll search Wikipedia and stuff but I think it's taking and killing okay I saw talking and some people have seen talk wonder if that's one of their ploys wonder if they could have done that in some way please if you're a listener to the West Coast Project podcast enter your vote for talking or taking <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, seriously, a lot of people have it written one way, and a lot of people have it written the other way. This is really funny. That's really... Gonna, I think if you're going to do a, an article, you might make a funny joke about talking about this show and killing, talking and killing. Mike, no, that's not what, that's what I read on, on the, um, where I had it taped. Now, granted, I could have misread it. But that's what I read on there. Michelle, are you a friend? Are you like a good personal friend of Zelma Roulette? I don't have any idea of what you're talking about. She's one of the lesbians who escaped from the prison. I'm trying oh. to get back on track here. So anyway, start of <laughs> episode 402. They are people escaping through a pipe, Shawshank-like, or like you said, birth-like. Very much like crawling out of a... Uh, a small opening to be happy and free. Right. And then they end up stealing clothes. I mean... Well, first of all, Michelle, okay. they're both 5'7", just like all oh, the dudes were 5'10". Right. They're both 5'7", in their criminal um, snapshots. And we get the credits in this episode like 22 seconds in versus 22 minutes in. Right, maybe not credits, but at least the Fargo logo. Right, right. We start off with it pretty, pretty quickly. Now I thought they were going to split Michelle because they say good luck, to eat healthy, and be safe or something. And but then they're right back together again at the bar or the nightclub. How do you know they're lesbians? Did I miss something, or you're just assuming? Did you read it somewhere? Um, I guess I'm assuming. Okay. Okay. But they, you know, like schmooze up to the woman in the bathroom, want want to borrow the lipstick and everything, and take her clothing. I don't think that woman came to a good end. Do you? Meh. I don't know. You think she was murdered for her clothing, or you think I they... actually think she probably was, and I think the okay. guy was too. I think this is like really dark. Okay, I could definitely see it. Um, yeah, and then the the cowboy who comes up and makes makes his um offer. So what does he say? What which one of you wants to ride the big pony or something? He says <laughs> Yeah, which one of you wants to take a ride on I don't know, something. I didn't write it down. I couldn't write it down. And um 
Okay, I need their names again because I don't even know if I got their names. Zelma Roulette and Sawani Caps. Zelma. Zelmar Roulette. Zelmar. Okay. And Swanee Caps. I remember Swanee. I've got her. And Empty. Michelle. Mm-hmm. They're both 5'7". Uh, th- but that's not true because one of them was definitely taller than the other one. But that's that's interesting how they did that. And weren't they in jail for murder? Is that what it said? Uh, I didn't catch that. I saw it and I thought it said murder and I meant to go back and look at it to double check and I didn't. So don't don't hold me to that. So, but they end up doing it. We find out that this is Ethel Rita's mother's sister. This is Ethel Rita's aunt. Right. Um, but they show up at the funeral parlor, you know, and uh, Ethel Rita's mom, she doesn't want to feed them or anything. So that was, what's that all about? She's well, just, it's funny. They say, we would have called, but we didn't have precise coinery. So they couldn't make a payphone call because they didn't have the right amount of change, I guess. Well, yeah, and they didn't have time to shop because they just got out. Well, they say they released themselves on their own recognizance or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this ma- this writing and masterfulness of the language is just so freaking perfect. I was actually thinking about that kind of off topic a little bit, but this Orietta Mayflower, how difficult would that be to have her the script and have to follow that and do the, do that wording? I don't think it's that hard. Oh my gosh, everything she says is just descriptive. I mean, everything. By the way, Michelle, in season three, I fell in love with Nikki Swango. I'm in love with Nurse Mayflower. She is hot. She's hotter than hot. She's got that red hair. She's got that spunky attitude. You know, she'll kill you at a drop of a hat. Who wouldn't love that? I just don't even know where to go with this. And your and your infatuation with these dangerous women. Most guys would like shrivel just looking at these women and you're just like bring it on, baby. I don't get bring it. Bring it on. Bake me a pie, baby. Well, you don't want that pie. Okay. So the sister doesn't want him to stay at their house, but the papa, the the husband invites them to stay well he yeah at least for a cup of coffee or whatever well He's that's looking. just the that's just the foot in the door right the intro but swanee tells them that that they're gonna rob banks to make money i mean this is this is their plan now ethel rita she gets sent away again and the grown-ups you know can talk and all that and the sister says that she was in in the pen and got wind that they had um, become involved with some leg breakers. Now, Ethel Rita is listening from another room. And this is where her dad tells them that they get 10% the first month on this loan and it goes up from there. Right. And Swanee's like, this is not a good thing. Right. Well, think about it. So 10% a month... If you borrow, and I was exaggerating that, like you owe 50, if you borrow a thousand, you owe 1500 next week. But 10% even, think about it, in a year, if you borrow a thousand dollars, in a year, you owe $1,200. 
you owe a thousand plus another twelve hundred. Well, that's ten percent a year. No, that's twelve percent, ten percent a month. Ten times twelve is a hundred and twenty. So if yeah, you, but ten percent of a thousand is a hundred times twelve, twelve hundred. But you owe that every month. Well. That's right. That's what the debt increases to every month. Whether you owe it, the sooner you pay it, the sooner it stops. Okay. That's what the debt increases to. So just think of just think of the numbers. Say it's say it's say it's um, a hundred percent a year. You borrow a thousand dollars in a year, you owe two thousand, and then next year you owe right. four thousand. It's compounding. So right. that's but how. This is a month. So if you're if it's you know a hundred percent a month, it's ten percent a month, Michelle. Ten percent. That's a lot. That's a hundred percent a year. I've rounded it off. Okay. To make it simple, you made it hard. Okay. <laughs> I but anyway, they know about the Cannon Boys and their connection to those types of loans. So then we go to the guy who he's he's the guy at the hospital. The, Doctor um, Harvard. Yes, Dr. Harvard, and the one who denied access to Donatello. And they're kind of making it seem like I think that Donatello died because of that. And that's not why Donatello died. But he's talking to this rich woman. He's talking her out of money for a cancer ward. And the Italians do a drive-by and shoot them up, but they miss Dr. Harvard. They think they've got him. They don't know this yet, but they do miss him. Yeah, this lady is a force multiplier because she's like the innocent victim of this drive-by shooting to take out the promise of Justo? Justo? To take out out Dr. Harvard. He accidentally takes out this rich socialite and this is the force multiplier that, like, oh boy, boy, Italian assassins just took out this rich, prominent, prominent, um, almost said Italian, but prominent, feminine, charitable, you know, giver of money to this nice hospital. And not only that, but somebody who has uh, meals with the mayor. Connection. They were saying. Yeah. yeah. Assassinated by those damn Italians. So then we're back with Ethel Rita and she's going to pick up the supplies for her father. And this is like a place she has to wait in the back room. It's a but church. she doesn't. She it's doesn't. A, is, is, it, is it Donatello's funeral? Or it just is. The... Yes, this is Donatello's funeral. Okay. And, or, or, or his viewing. It's his funeral, his viewing. And Ethel Rita, she's hanging out outside and she's looking through the glass. And this is where she sees Orietta Mayflower. Well, Orietta Mayflower actually catches her and tells her not to do that. And then they, um, Josto goes out and he sees Orietta Mayflower and she makes a comment to him about, um, you know, he, what was that? Why did he get so upset when she says it was like a baby going to sleep or something like that? Why did he get so, he, he's like, that that was I think my first Steve Carell. The face he made was so Steve Carell, and um, he said, "Don't, don't, don't do that." He's talking don't about they're well. They're talking about his father. Don't talk, my dad was a soldier, a fighter. Don't tell him. You no, know, he 
if he died from a gunshot wound in the neck, at least call it like a brave soldier being fighting for his life, not a baby going out like a baby peacefully or whatever. I mean, she that's says. nice if he's in anyway. Yeah, that's crazy. He's an Italian okay. gangster, Michelle. What do you want him to do? <laughs> okay, so that's that's all that was, you think? Okay, did we catch Ethel Rita? Her mission, though, is to buy formaldehyde for the funeral parlor? She got yeah, that's the, what she was there for. Yeah, yeah. She's on a mission to buy secret supplies because either the funeral parlor has been sanctioned by the city government or some sort of powerful sanction that they can't get supplies to run properly. So she has to go on the black market to get this formaldehyde. How is it black market? I thought they just had to like go borrow it from another no, place no, or no, buy no. it from another she's place. She's doing it on the black market on the sly. Okay, I just didn't get that. Okay, this, this is isn't where a we cup meet. of sugar next door. This is like a this is part of the criminal project. This I didn't you know. get that at all. She just went to get formaldehyde for her dad and happened upon this scene. You might no. be right. This is a plan. Just, this is a meeting that she was sent upon to get supplies to keep the funeral parlor going. And their their license is revoked or they're suspended or some. Something they violated, or they didn't pay the proper people enough money to keep the whatever going, and they've been, they, you know, they're in trouble. And she's getting supplies to keep them going on the sly, and that's why she's buying this black market formaldehyde. <laughs> okay, I have no idea where you got all that. You might be right about it, and I might have just zoned out in this. I did not get any of that. The funeral home is not um, shut down. They were just they they got a bad inspection or something. I didn't think I didn't think they were shut down and they just had some repairs that they had to do and I thought she was just going on like a routine trip if it were a, a soda shop and she no. went to get okay. And I, I don't think I don't know that they're shut down, but they may have had their license suspended where they're not licensed to buy chemicals like formaldehyde. So they have to go and get get them on their own. And maybe that doesn't mean they're shut down, but if you, you know, if you're a liquor store and you can't buy alcohol, you're not shut down, but you're essentially shut down. Right. Well, true. That's true. This is also where we meet. What was his name? The younger brother? I've got it somewhere, but I don't Gaetano. have it right here. Gaetano. Yeah, he's outside. We find out he just got off the boat essentially from Italy, came back because his dad had died. But he's the younger brother, so Josto still has. I, I guess he's the big guy now, right? And the mama. Gaetano and the mama show up on the boat. Oh, the mama too. I didn't know the mama wasn't there. Yeah, the mama's I there with Gaetano. And they're looking for that damn ring that the nurse sucked off the finger. Yes. Yes. She brings that up. The brothers also discuss, um, you know, priorities, business, family, country. You know how you have to have these priorities. So that may come back at some point. Well, then, you're going to say more about that than that, aren't you? Okay, what? then what? <laughs> Let's see where we are with your review. No, I was going to go to the next scene. Yeah, well, Gaetano talks about how the Italians, or not the Italians, but the Italian mafia killed the communists for Il Duce. Right? 
Right. Did you? Are you gonna talk about that or is that? No, no. I I don't even know who El Duce he's, is. He's honestly. Mussolini. He's the Italian leader in World World War Two. Oh, okay. Okay. So the the, the 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 point is the mafia did they they swung left and right to whatever side was winning. First, they killed the communists for Il Duce. Then they killed Il Duce <laughs> because that that because when the Americans took over and El Duce was out of power, they then swapped sides and killed Il Duce. They killed the guy they were fighting for. They just swing alliance to whatever side is winning, whatever's good for the family. And then he talks about how the, the hierarchy of priority is business, family, country. Right. Business first, then family, then country. So country is like a distant third to business. And then he had he even had El Duce's he had Mussolini's teeth in like a little tin. Oh I know. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. I I the main thing I got from that scene I didn't really get because I didn't know who that was, so I didn't understand the importance of it, but was um that they are much more brutal the the Italian mafia in Italy this 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 side of the of the family essentially in Italy is much more brutal than the side of the family here. He are you are you a fan me, of the Godfather, Michelle? Not really. It's just a little bit too gruesome. I mean, I've watched it, but it's only the best story in like American know, movie cinema history. Yeah. Well, yeah. the guy. If you think about the Godfather for uh, everyone else besides Michelle, who cares about this? <laughs> Fredo is the older brother to Michael Corleone, mm-hmm. and Fredo is weak. And I think the message here is that Josto, the older brother to Gaetano, Josto is a little bit weaker than Gaetano. So Gaetano's Michael, Josto is Fredo. And Gaetano's saying, hey, we did what we had to do. If this guy's in charge, we go for his side. And if we switch another party comes into play, we switch over to that guy. But we do what's good for the family. Because business is first, you know, business and family. Screw the country. I don't care if Mussolini's in charge or not, you know. Right. But Gaetano's ready to take the bull by the horns and do this, and Josto is maybe a little bit more squeamish about it. Yeah, I don't even think he's squeamish. I think that's just not even how he's planning to do any of it. You know, not just squeamish. He's against it. Well, Gaetano's so brutal about it that he literally has the teeth of the dude that headed the country in his pocket. Right. That's pretty brutal. Yeah, he said he carries it with him everywhere he to goes. To remind him of that yeah. message. So then the police are at the scene looking at the shooting victims and okay. Michelle, I can't believe I'm doing a podcast with a girl who doesn't like God, the Godfather. I'm, I don't dislike it. It's just so brutal. It's hard to watch. I mean, I do like the story, but it's just, it's hard to watch some of that stuff. So I definitely not like my favorite, just, just because of that. So what is the police officer, the police officer's name who has the OCD did you get his name? Raylan Givens. Is that no, his name? No, I don't know. Not, that's that's uh, Timothy Oliphant's name. I don't know the other dude's name, but he's the first guy that is kind of Raylan Givens' 
partner in this. Okay. Here, I'll look it up. I'll tell you. Tell okay. a joke or something. I'll look it up. <laughs> well, they're talking to the to Dr. Harvard, who has survived this shooting. We don't know until now, but he's a little hypertensive, he says. And the police is sitting there, this guy I'm talking about, and he's shaking. And I was going to ask you, is he anxious? I actually put that down as a note, but we see that's not it. He's telling the police about... Um, Dr. Harvard's telling the police about the Italians and how they tried to get care there, and he says that's who's doing it. The uh, police get up to leave, and this is where we see that he has the OCD tendencies. He double taps on the door several times before he can open it and that kind of stuff. And he gets really mistreated about that. It's really... Yeah, ugly. you're a retard. It's a matter of you're a retard. Yeah. Smart, yeah. Swarthy Lotharios are after me, and I'm just trying to keep a pure blood supply at this hospital. Yeah, I'm not going to find that cop's name. Um, okay. Opal, Rick, I didn't know. Opal Rackley? Is that it? Opal I Rackley? Don't... I'm looking at a whole list of names here, and it's right. hard to freaking figure them well, out. Well, I hope everybody will forgive us. It is a lot of names to try to remember in all this and also catch at least some of the nuances of the story so we'll get a little bit better with that as it goes on no doubt particularly with you know like three hours worth of content to and try plus to it do. doesn't even really matter the name of it no guy. no it doesn't matter it's just hard to talk about it when i just have to keep saying the shaky police officer or whatever but so louis is bringing the son to a visit the italian son to a visit zero. here he, his name's zero is it zero? Because I yeah. heard that. Okay. Okay. He tells... He, he gets down on his level, and he says, you'll know if the people inside love you if they get down on your level. It's really cool. He's, like, offering this kid... Is he, is he though, is he offering him, like, this world advice, or is he maybe trying to turn him against... No, he's offering him precise intelligent advice respect happens at eye level as he leans down and gives him that respect oh maybe that's why they're all 510 maybe but literally he leans down to the little kid and says respect happens at eye level and he's talking to him at his level not right. down to him right meanwhile and satchel is shabby and hungry and zero little zero is well dressed he's in a like three-piece suit literally well, and this is where Gatano comes up, and he gets really close to Loy, and they've got some pretty good interaction, their exchange there, because Loy is, he's, you know, he doesn't match Gatano's size, but he doesn't back down from him at all. You know, he's like, you know, who are you? It's a, you know, you're the person who's standing too close to me. You know, he's like, do you know who I am? Yeah, you're the person who needs to back up or whatever. Yeah, you're the guy who's about to get hit in the face if you don't back up. That's a such a brilliant line, man. I know. It was great. So, Josto comes out, and he... Loy says they should sit down sometimes, but Josto's like, no. You know, because Loy says things have changed. Josto says nothing's changed. So, what's that all about? Well, Loy says, let's sit down and hash out the rumpus. You gotta right. throw. You gotta. You gotta talk in the vernacular of like the Holly, <laughs> you know, art, art, artistry here, Michelle. 
We've got to sit down and hash out this rumpus. Things have changed. Nothing has changed. So, you know, rabbi, the rabbi kid says, dog eat dog, and Lois says, well, that's for dogs. We're talking about men or we're talking about people. Right. He said, I think men are a little more complicated than that. But now that's when he's talking to, um, Ra- yeah, you said Rabbi Milligan. That's who he's talking to because he he is letting um, Loy know that his son is being very well taken care of. Satchel's being very well taken care of. Right. By I mean, him, essentially, right. by him. And by remember, him. people listening who we've, you know, you you don't do podcasts, you may not have examined this as closely as us, but Rabbi is the twice-traded Irish kid who first killed his Jewish counterpart and then killed his own father in the first episode. Right. Rabbi Milligan. He's, or Mulligan? Milligan? Milligan. He's the Irish kid, even though his first name is Rabbi. Yeah, and and he's with now the Italians, which they were enemies right. back back before. And and Loy even brings this up to him. You know, he says, "How do you like living in your master's house or something like that?" And Rabbi Milligan says, "You have to, you know, you make essentially you make your bed, you make your choices." He's wise. He's 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 gathered his and, and the prayer that. And did we talk about it yet, or are we about to talk about it, that Loy um, Cannon gives to his family the prayer that we we should embrace our troubles because they make us stronger, and you know all the the obstacles make us better. Yeah, I that's think it's later thing, in yeah. this mm-hmm. episode, but th- that's essentially what Rabbi's done. He's embraced his pain and trouble and turmoil, and it's made him be- it's made him stronger. Okay, but you said earlier that you thought he was just just an adult, and I didn't. I, I thought he was older. He looks older in this. When we see him just a little bit later, he looks. I mean, you know, it's hard to tell, you know, but thirty-five, not nineteen. No, he's not that old. Cause look, let's let me scroll back to my numbers here. If this whole thing happened in. Okay, 34, it was the 1934 Irish versus Italian. That's when... Uh, 1928, maybe it was 1928, so 28... Yeah, 28 rabbi would have been traded from the Irish to the Jewish in 28, and now it's 50, so it's 22 years later. If he was, say, 10, he might be 32. Okay. Yeah, because he definitely looks older than that. Yeah, I think I said 16. He was at 16 at one point, but yeah, now at this point he's mid-30s, young 30s. I just want to make sure that, you know. But, um, yeah, did you have anything else to say about that scene? No, that just that um, he asked about Gaetano. I think Loy, right? Asked about Gaetano. Who's this Gaetano guy? Right. And then we see the warehouse people counting all the cash for the, the black gang. Yeah, this banking business. It's impressive. I was not picturing something like that. They literally have a banking business going on in this warehouse. You're right. Well, they have a and, loan shark business. It's not quite a yeah, bank. Well, but that's, that's how he described it to... I'm, st- I'm never going to get Winkle. Wink. 
Yeah. Mr. Yeah. His name. And I, I was impressed by it. I thought it was going to be just, you know, somebody who, I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be like that. This is like a full-time job for these people, it looks like. But Lloyd is well, talking that's like to- that's like a that's like a hitman saying he's a problem solver, right? It's a, it's a, it's a sugar coating on his real, <laughs> like I'm a okay. hitman, but I'm a really I'm a problem solver. A, a loan shark is a banker. It's not he's not really a banker. He's they're loan sharks. They they loan money right. at that high, abusive rate to people. Okay. But Lloyd is talking to Doctor Senator. And he's saying how they need white department stores, banks, and stuff like that. Dr. Senator says, last I checked, I couldn't even try on clothes and gimbals. Yeah. He's he's very, um, is it pragmatic? And he's wise. Dr. Senator is. But, Lloyd, he's talking about Gatano coming in from Italy and... Um, this is when Dr. Sanders says it might be time for them to make their move. Lloyd tells him that their position is that Donatello said that they could take over the slaughterhouse. He said, that's our position. Because uh, Dr. Sanders said he did. He goes, that's our position. We asked. He gave our he gave permission. That's our position. Right. That's why earlier when you disagreed with that's why I said Donatello gave permission. No, he was saying here that he's saying that, but it wasn't true. Okay. They're def- definitely using this as a um, as a way to get in. Very. But the very bottom shrewd. line is, Senator Doctor or Doctor Senator is saying, "Let's move before they're ready," and Loy is saying, "We need to be careful and wait until we can see the throat. We can see the scale, the missing scale on the dragon's chest, right? The opportunity." And then what was that thing about the lion? They kept talking about a lion and, you know, comparing a lion in a cage. And he said, yeah, well, what about that lion up on the wall who ain't got nothing but the smile they forced on him? Right. Pretty interesting They're stuff. They're very good with each other. They give each other valuable advice. Like, don't be too harsh and rash. Dr. Senator learns from Loy and Loy learns from the old wise Dr. Senator don't be too passive because you'll end up on the wall with the smile they force on your face. You're a stuffed lion. Right. You might be a lion, but you're a lion under their terms. So then we see Josso, uh well, all of Donatello's sons meeting, the, the sons and the crew, and Josto's saying that they have to respect the deals that their father made because they're now he's being pushed I think to handle, you know, to go ahead and strike too. And they're trying to talk about all this. And his, but he gets interrupted because his fiance is downstairs with her father. And what do you think of now? That that could be some comic relief in this. What do you think about that? Well, it's comic relief, but it's also powerful. It's another power play. He married the mayor's daughter to get immediate potential pull in the city or whatever police precinct or whatever the mayor can do to help you in your criminal enterprise and in the meantime the mayor you know it's going to get this this army (laughs) well and italian votes essentially yeah yeah 
Yeah, the father speaks to him alone. He makes him the the wife though. That's the that's the comic relief. I mean, but yeah, um, speaks to him alone and makes it super clear that he feels like he's being robbed now that Donatello's died, and he's basically trading his daughter to Josto for votes in his mayoral election. Right. And then so, Josto makes the male crass joke about I'm, whatever happens, I'm going to keep pumping babies into your daughter. Like, I'm going to screw your daughter. Mm-hmm. You traded away your daughter, and I'm going to, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah. Yes. Okay, then we see Josto, and he's talking to, I've got the OCD police guy, who's calling him boss. So then we see that this police has actually been working for the Donatello, or for the, um, what's the, the Fada family, the Italian family. And they say that they will get him down the road but the older, wiser guy who's sitting in there, I don't remember his name yet, but he says that they will wait at least the a year. I think that guy's name is Ebal Violante. He's he, Ebal Violante. He's the consigliere. He's like the the counselor to the Fadas. Okay. And he says, we wait, we sharpen our teeth. Like, we wait until right. the time is right. Right. But I was a little bit shocked that he was working in there. But the the police guy, he's you know, he's like, look, you can't just kill socialites. Right. You, know, you cannot kill people, uh, civilians. Which probably means he's turned his back on them not killing civilians. But maybe I'm jumping. Okay, then we see Nurse Orietta Mayflower going into her. Every time you see her now, it'll like shiver although that's or your girlfriend she's so hot. I, I apologize for speaking harshly about your girlfriend she goes into a room talking to a greek patient who doctors don't give much hope to and this is yeah this is where she says that she's his angel of mercy and she starts to inject him with it she smacks him she smacks him too and she starts to inject him with something but somebody walks in so he is saved She's injecting him with her hotness, Michelle. But I don't think that was what she was injecting him. Okay, so then um, Oriana Mayflower is being scolded about her about concerns over her care, and he's definitely trying not to like say you're murdering people, but that's kind of what he's saying. Um, patients are dying. There's pharmacy discrepancies, and then you know after the latest unpleasantness. Um, they don't know how they can keep her on staff. She is obviously putting the wrong medication and too much of it in people's IVs. And she is not going to go out easily. She, in her witty way of speaking, blames it on the doctor's handwriting and then offers to go to the newspaper about it and how she's being railroaded. Right, I am smart. no goat. I will not be embarrassed by a doctor's fault due to handwriting and incompetence. And he caves totally under her glare. She She's intimidating. She ends up with two months severance and a glowing recommendation that she made him write right there. 
Okay, so then we see her getting off the bus, and she spies Ethel Rita on her front porch, and she chats her up. Bonjour, c'est la. Oh, I know, and they're speaking like French together. Not like French, cool. French. And she, she made some comment that she can't believe, or it's surprising to her that they're teaching French in the Negro school. Is that what she said? Yeah, it's a very, it's a very political, savvy, like, depositioning of Ethel Rita. Like, you're, you know, you're smart. I can't believe they're doing that in, in this Negro school that you have to go to because you're a Negro. Like, it's, it's left-handedly complimentary to her. Oh, it's definitely passive-aggressive, no doubt. Yeah. But she is savvy because they talk. She talks about astro- I don't know how astrology makes its way into this being a Sagittarius being some sort of important thing, but she says they're sisters of a sort. That's why I think they're different sides of a coin. You know, good and evil. Right. They're equals. Yeah, but she doesn't treat her like that. She wants to make her one of her special products. Well, she's projects. testing her. She tests her for that, and Ethel Rita declines it. Like, what te- What 16-year-old girl would turn down a part-time job where she can make easy money? But Ethel Rita does. When they need money. That family needs that money. I mean, does she, though? Does she really turn it down, or did she just yeah, initially she says, turn it down? Well, we don't, I guess we don't know in the future what's going to happen, but she at the moment turns it down. I don't think she means it, though. I think we'll see that. But, I mean, I, that's just my take on it. I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. She's offered her job, and then she, when... An easy uh, job, by the way. You can listen to French. You can learn new music and new language. It's really easy. All you got to do is come with me and I'll give you the money. It's not like a hard job. Well, she wants her to clean, but she says yeah, that but she, tempers but she tries it. to bribe her. Yeah, with long playing records and postcards and, you know, and then she thinks of pie. Well, the job offer really is spend time with me and and hang out with me and I'll give you money. Right. Not really cleaning. That's the first description, but it's she tempers it back to like really just listen we listen to cool French music and talk to each okay. other. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, why would she even need a housekeeper at that point she considering doesn't. she just lost her job? It didn't make any sense, but Then we see that terrible scene where the black gang, not gang, the black group is going into the slaughterhouse and they're armed. Not the that Italian, terrible. Huh? Not that terrible. They're testing it's the not, weak spot. It's not that terrible when they hit that guy's hand. They, they let him go later. Pin him to the desk with his hand. Could have been more terrible. Chopped with an axe. Yeah, his hand could have came on off, I guess. I don't think it was an axe. I think it was like a pike. It was like a like a spike that stuck his hand oh, to the okay. desk. I mean, it's not good, but it, you know. It's not good. He it's was really talking, bad. they let him go, and he ran away. It wasn't like his hand was chopped off. Come on, Michelle. He's, Business takes a little bit of pain to get I'm, your point across. Uh, I'm sitting here thinking, that was that before antibiotics or after antibiotics? But I'm pretty sure it's after They're antibiotics. They're spitting on each other and shaking hands and cutting blood open on their hands. Well, I would suggest he not do any spit shakes for the next little bit, but that would just be my suggestion. But 
the guy in there, the Italian in there, he asks, he says, do you know whose house this is? But they do, and they wait. So they plant themselves in, let them go, and wait on the inevitable. Then we see Orianna Mayflower, and she's busy in her kitchen rolling a pie crust and playing records. Wait, and- what do you think of, what do you think Leon Little, the guy that offered his services to Dr. Senator, like, hey, I went to school, I know a little bit about math. Right. Because, Michelle, I'm fascinated by math. What do you think that meant? He he offered his, hey, man, I'm better than just a, a grunt gorilla soldier here. I can offer you some math skills. And Dr. Senator just kind of says, well, tonight I need you to, like, be muscle. Right. Do this and then we'll talk. What do you think um, that implied? I don't know. I don't know. You think he's just somebody trying to move up the ranks or something? Well, clearly, but he must have some skill. I mean, he ends up just holding a gun later, but he must, in the future, have some skill that's valuable. Well, maybe he's going to be one of the ones that work in the banking. Loan sharking, as you call it. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But Orianna Mayflower making the pie. What do you think about that? I don't know. She's trying to... She's stirring up trouble because it's not really poisonous pie. It's Ipecac, so they're going to get sick. Well, she gets blood on the apples first. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. She's going to hand that pie to the whole family. They're going to start throwing up, right? They're not going to die from it. So she's stirring up some sort of trouble. That's That's the... The nature and theme of Fargo is the 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 demons of disruption stir up trouble that cause other people to fight against each other. So here she hints this pie to the um, funeral home family, and somehow it's going to cause trouble between maybe Loy and the funeral home family, or How Ethel could it Rita. Cause trouble between Loy because he's. I don't know. Because he stopped in. I mean, who knows? How are they going to suspect the pie is the... What are you doing? Writing down some checks or something? No, that is Jack behind me. Jack the dog, man. Jack the loud dog. He Sounds scratches like you're scratching out anxious. a check. <laughs> he scratches He wants me to hold him, but I can't hold him because... That would definitely show. Well, up. he's not going to like the scene where the do- where the dogs get slaughtered. The cows yeah. get slaughtered. Which is next, right? I'm back in the joyful bolt gun firing slaughterhouse. That's why I said it because it's next. I know. The Italians show up and they're armed. Now, Doctor Senator's sitting at the desk talking about how even the food you eat means something. How his father was a butcher and cut up all the parts, the ribs, the steaks, whatever. And they got the pig's feet and the neck bones. They got the scraps because even food matters in America. And as Gaetano says, to straighten out our earlier disruption of what we thought was right, he says, in the land of taking and killing, Gaetano is king. He claims himself to be king. Hmm. Okay, and he says taking and killing? Well, I think he might say talking, but I can't tell. No, of course he says taking, Michelle. Come on. 
Well, that has to be the name of it then, but I'm not the only one to have gotten that wrong, so. I stand by that. Anyway, um, yeah, but he tells Gatano, and he does a great job of it, that a deal was made between Donatello and Loy, and he tells him the day it was made, and he said, and if you can't respect that, then don't expect us to respect anything. But Gatano says he'll talk to his brother and see. Yeah, so here and, again, Michelle, this is why I think that Gaetano, not Gaetano, um, Donatello. The, Donatello really did tell somebody along the way that, hey, yeah, you're right. You probably do deserve the slaughterhouse. You'll have to go back and watch it because they were talking well, why about are they that saying, Why did Dr. Senator remind him again that there was a deal? Because that was the point that Lloyd put Re- up. He's up. using Donatello's death as the advantage to get this because it was what he wanted. So he's lying about it because no one would know if he actually did it or not because his death happened just right afterward. All right, so why did they give it right back to them? Well, they gave it back because they weren't going to fight, but they put it out there that they felt like it was theirs and it's up to you to do the right thing. Well, they're trying to make a point. Somehow a point of some sort was trying to be made. I don't know. Well, I don't I don't believe that Lloyd just created this out of nowhere. I think somewhere Oh, he did. You have go back and watch it. I promise. That's what he did. Anybody who's listening, tell us what you think. I will did promise Lloyd... to you, Michelle, that I will not go back and watch it. You can watch that one scene. It's like 3 minutes. I still have it taped. All right, send me a link. Not now, ta- but later. Oh, okay. Gatano says that he'll talk to his brother and see, and that they'd better be telling him the truth. There's this no way... This is why people think I'm mean to you, Michelle, because I'm looking for the facts. <laughs> that is not why people think you're mean. But he's not mean. Mike's not mean to me. He just... Acts wants, mean. Huh? <laughs> I just act mean. No, you just want to get the uh, the right stuff out. It's Okay. But Dr. Senator says they'll be back as they leave. And then again, we get that three-strike view, and Loy is praying over supper, and um, Zero is there at his table. Well, okay, but Gaetano says a few things. He says he's in charge. He kind of calls his brother a pussy. He's in charge. Muscle and bone rules, not strategy. That that um, Josto is kind of a strategist, strategist or whatever, and Gaetano is muscle and bones, and he offers it all up as a misunderstanding. But really, what is under the underlying message is like, hey man, I'm stronger than you, so you can try to stay, but I'm going to kick your ass if you do. So Doctor Senator leaves because he knows he's kind of getting like out muscled by this guy. This guy's yeah. a pretty pretty strong figure. I think he planned to leave anyway. I don't think the point was just to go in there, stab him and keep it. I think the plan was to go in there, plan was to go in there and stab them and let them know that they mean business because they feel like this is theirs. Yeah, that's what don't. I was saying. All that's a me- it's a message. 
Yeah, but they, they, were they there temp- it's not there. He puts his feet on the desk, reads the paper, and he says, okay, we're just going to wait. We're not going to try to make any money from this slaughterhouse. We're just, just a message. Right. And then when he leaves, he says, here's the message. He literally tells us, right? You got that in your next scene? The the next scene is the prayer, if that's what you're no, talking about. No, Senator Dr. Lees, and he says, you got here yesterday, but, you know, because Gaetano literally arrived in the country yesterday. Right. But we've been here forever, and we're like the dirt in the wind. We've, we, we've, we're here forever. Right. So that's the message. That's That's pretty important, I think. Why would that be important? Because... You can't just come in and take over shit. We've been here forever. You have to recognize that. Yeah, but they, I mean, the the ruler of the slaughterhouse, they had, it was the Italians. They've been there forever. They don't really want the slaughterhouse, though. They want their presence to be known as something more permanent than we show up, we take over shit. We're, we're here. You know, we're more permanent. We're, we're like the dirt. We've been here forever. So I wonder if maybe they're saying we don't have to be the ruler, but we have to appear like we're the ruler. That's what Jack's trying to say. I don't know what you want me to do about Jack. <laughs> it's all right. It just adds to the, the richness of the podcast. <laughs> the ambiance of the podcast. So Lloyd's Thanksgiving prayer is pretty cool. Okay, talk about that. Well, I don't have the actual prayer, but I like how he like he compra- he compares he compares compare that'd be a good conjunction. <laughs> Comparing prayers. Yeah. yeah, he compares obstacles to be things you're grateful for. They make you strong and wise. If you're hungry, it's good to know the feeling of hunger. If you're meek, you understand what it likes to be what it might be like to be strong. You know, obstacles and work make you hardened and better. Yeah, I I didn't pay as much attention to to the words of the prayer specifically as I did the way that they were treating the kids. You know, Satchel is having a peanut butter sandwich. And, and this is Thanksgiving, by the way. I don't know if you realize that or not. This is Thanksgiving, so we know the time of year. And in the Italian house, Satchel is upstairs in a room with um, Rabbi Milligan. Milligan. And he's eating a peanut butter sandwich while everybody's downstairs sharing this big meal. And then, of course, in Loy's house, the kid is sitting at the table with a headdress on, an American Indian headdress on as part of the the dinner table. The family, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the canons are embracing it and being simple, and their Thanksgiving is much more profound than the stupid who have, not stupid, but they have like opulence and succulent dinner spilling off their table, but meanwhile the kid's upstairs hungry. What's more meaningful? Well, sure. Lloyd's message, Lloyd's prayer is very succinct and meaningful about how you should be grateful. All you really need are, you know, five or six bites and your tummy's full and you should be grateful. You don't need know seven pounds of food on your plate anyway that's what I took from it it's interesting 
Yeah, I, I thought it was very, you know, I thought it was telling. And then we go to Orietta Mayflower walking across the street. Just the way she walked was making me nervous. That she makes that, well, that makes you nervous, but that's also very kind of telling of her supernaturalness. I think, don't you? Like she, she's very quirky in her movements. She yeah, has, jerky. Yes, jerky. Yes. Speeded up, tiny little steps, but she walks too fast. She doesn't look right. She doesn't look human. No, perfect. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it was, you know, anxious. She puts it on the doorstep, rings the bell, quickly walks away. And as she crosses the road going back, there's someone in a car. I thought they were watching her at the first. But then Ethel Rita's dad comes out or comes to the door, doesn't see anybody, gets the pie. And then we see that it's actually the police that are in the car and they're going to break the door down. Yeah, that's Raylan Givens. That's Tim Oliphant. We're ready for that next, whatever, 403 brings us. And that was it. That's, why. what do you think they're, the police are breaking down the door for the funeral home about? Well, they're connected to whatever the problems are that they've gotten into with the, whatever ordinances they've suspect, sus, supposedly broken. I mean, they're, they've, They've entered into the crime world somehow, and we're going to find out what and why. And Loy is going to help them get out of that. And that's the, that's the I think I called it um, force leverage or whatever. That that's, you know, that multiplies the leverage of whatever little problem they've gotten is now like multiplied. Force multiplier. That's the word. Yeah. That, but I don't think that they're doing this. I don't think that they're breaking down the door because they got some, you know, black market formaldehyde, surely. No. They've it, it's always something worse that, you know, something little that becomes worse by m- magnifying it with a crime family helping you. And on Thanksgiving, you know, this these 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 bank robbers escaped from prison and they're somehow connected now. You know, it's the way law enforcement, I think, goes after big fish is they go after little minnows and they multiply their knowledge and ask them who got them involved and they leverage it. Oh, wait, that's it then. That's what they're doing there. Yeah, it's it's their way to get to whatever. Zelma the, the mortuary and Swanee. Is huh? That's what they're, they're there to get Zelma and Swanee. No, those are those are minnows too. They're I think to, that's they're why there they're to there. get the the big crime families. I think they may stumble into that, but there's nothing to indicate that that would happen at this point. Except for common sense, they're Maybe not after a couple. The fact that they that, have they have murderers in their house that they're housing. Yeah, but murderers. Okay, to the FBI, murderers are little compared to big crime operations, enter, crime enterprises. Well, Mike, I guess we'll just have to see. All right, Michelle. So four hundred three is Rado Radopiarlo. Radopiarlo. R a d d o p p i a r l o. Good gosh. Radopiarlo. Radopiarlo. It's got to be something uh, Irish, right? No, I'm yeah. Italian. Redapiarlo. It's the only it's really the only hard pronunciation. 
in the whole next series in the whole series of episodes it's the only what difficult pronunciation well that's we have good the pretend war the birth the birthplace the birthplace of civilization camp elegance layaway the nadir east west happy and storia americana 11 episodes in this season michelle but it'll, it'll only be the 10 weeks long because we got two 10 weeks or less assuming because we got two the first week no way we got two the first week oh my goodness yep all right michelle see you next week Okay, Mike, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.